The Providence College Friars. Top for the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me on Twitter. That's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me as always. We have BOC. Follow him on Twitter at BOC all day. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd. Um, it's been a little bit since, since we last recorded BOC. And um, I, I guess we'll start off with, with Providence having two big men visit campus. Um, I think the last time we chatted, we had met, Kim English had that, that spot uh, with Kevin McNamara and said there were a few big men that they were looking at, uh, unique skill sets. And, you know, sure enough, Santo Cyril, um, he's with the, uh, the G League right now, but like the, the high school version, right? Um, and he didn't accept a scholarship to play there, thus um, – he can go to college if he so chooses. And then another guy uh, who you wrote an article about, um, Zach Clements, uh, big man from Kansas, 6'9", perimeter-oriented, whereas Cyril's more rim protector, defense, super athletic. But, um, yeah, let's kind of get into it, PSC. Uh, it, it, it's funny. You, you couldn't find – and they – their visits were right on top of each other, right next to each other. You couldn't find two more different players. <laughs> um, Cyr- Santo Cyril is your typical modern NBA big that is maybe doesn't have the best half-court offensive game, but gets a lot of his buckets in transition, uh, rim running, layups, dunks. Um, whereas Zach Clements is more of your stretch four. Uh, he's 6'10 or so, so I guess you could play the small ball five. Um, he's more of your stretch four is going to threaten you from deep, uh, but has some low post game as well. So you couldn't find two more dissimilar players. And I think that's a testament to the fact that English is just trying to find anybody to help with the front court depth. Right now we have Odoro, who he has produced at an insane level at the A-10, but he did produce at the, it's a, it's the A-10. It's not the Big East. So we don't know what we exactly have there. We think we have a good idea. And then we have a completely unproven uh, talent in Rafael Castro. And that's it. So the one gap to our team right now, I would say, is the front court. And I think English is astutely aware of that and is trying to remedy that. So I applaud him and commend him for trying to bring in another body. Um, I have my preference on who I'd like out of those two, but I'd be happy with either. 
And I think what's most interesting is, I think it, the, then I'll let you comment on this. The last thing is it seems like it's first come first serve. Um, English has been pretty steadfast in that there's one scholarship available right now. I guess the other he's holding out for breed. So he might be playing the sales game of, hey, whoever wants this first gets the last scholarship, which I don't necessarily hate. Uh, so really interesting developments. Everybody's kind of focused on Cyril because he's a freakish, freakishly athletic guy. But Clements was a four-star top 100 player as well who got lost in the uh, machine of Kansas. Both would be immense ads and would help raise the floor and the ceiling of the Friars for next year. Yeah, so let's get into each of them here. Uh, Sobto Cyril, it's technically class of 2024 uh, with Overtime Elite uh, as part of the, the G League Ignite program, I believe. Um, he, you know, he, he's ranked 23 overall. Uh, only listed as a four-star, but I, I mean, you're teetering on five-star at that point. Um, you know, Third best center in the class of 24, third in the state of Georgia. Um, you know, he is a guy. It's funny because, like, you watch the highlights of him, you're like, oh my God, it's like, we need to have this guy on our team ASAP. And I'm not denying that at all. But, um, really, but really quick, one comment there, and I think you might be getting to this is that's not a PC fan saying that. I think literally every single team in the nation who's not named Kentucky, or maybe even Kentucky at this point, would be saying that about adding somebody like him. He's a free. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, he's – so you watch his highlights and you're like, oh, my God. But, you know, there's a reason why he's not top 10, and that would be his offense is is pretty raw. Um, He's a guy that's only going to score on, like, lobs to the hoop or, like, a breakaway dunk or something, Um, which is fine. Um, but really what you get, and I think that stuff can come, right? Um, you can certainly offense, uh, develop an offensive game, but like the skill traits of him, just phenomenal. His ability to block shots is insane. Um, super bouncy, super long, seven feet. I believe he has like what, a seven, six wingspan. Crazy. Yeah. He 40 inch vert, like just built in a lab. Not to make a Celtics plug here, but he does remind me of Robert Williams. No, uh, that's a that's a really good comp. I was struggling with a comp, and there were a few pl- people on the message board that threw some things out. My initial first thought, and we'll get to the Robert Williams one because I think it's a really good one, especially reminiscing about him torching us in the tournament a few years back, um, was Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's another good. one. I thought that's another good one, and it – Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Willie Cauley signed the guy who couldn't really do anything in the NBA. Just look at what he did in college. Like, he was a, he was an absolute freak. I, I'm 99% sure he was an All-American. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he was really good in college. And actually, he had a few good years. Um, you know, but but obviously not like a star NBA player at this juncture. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just like the anticipation and just the ability to – like that type of athleticism – you're destined for the NPA. I mean, the they had the overtime elite had their own combine that they held recently, and he had a 40 inch max vert. I mean, at six, you have a 40 six, inch ten, max at a, vert at a six ten six eleven. Yeah, if you have a 40 inch max vert, um, 
in one year that size. But essentially, if you have that and you have somewhat, uh, you know, you're somewhat good at basketball, like that's like almost that's like you look at the numbers like that. That guy's like Aaron Gordon, um, guys like that who, who have those type of verts. And it's, it's crazy. That, and that's like, where we NBA get athleticism right now. That's yeah, the, he'd be the most athletic person on the team the moment he walks in. And oh, I would sure. I, I would probably say that about him being on 98% of rosters in uh, college basketball. So the fact that, again, we're not – who knows what happens. I think things have gone pretty quiet because the EK news leaking out early, I think English learned a, a tough lesson there. Um, you want to keep your news under wraps. Like, we didn't even know about Clemens visiting until the morning of, and I think that was deliberate. Um, he kind of the EK news. It, it kind of shows who your your competition is, as a you know uh, other college programs are recruiting the same players. So it's best to just surprise, especially in the portal where it's like speed dating. So yeah, Cyril would be fantastic. He, there's the belief that he'll reclass into 2023 because I think most of the questions are he's a 2024 guy. Why are we getting him on campus um, so early? And it's because there's a potential to reclass. Uh, and then one other thing in his league, and I'm not, I'd be lying if I said I followed the overtime high school prep league or whatever it's called, overtime elite league. He was the defensive player of the year in that league. So what's the one thing where we're lacking compared to the rest of the Big East? I think it's rim protection. We were, we lacked it last year. Uh, he would, he would solve that immediately. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, it'd be interesting from a lineup perspective. Um, you would have to think he'd start day one, um, but it does make it interesting with, you know, what do you do with Odoro, who's more of a back, back to the basket post up guy? Um, you know, do you have a lineup where you go um, big, if you will, and slot Hopkins in the three, uh, Odoro for Sompto five? I don't think uh, I don't think there's a way he's not in the starting lineup, honestly. Um, yeah, no, I know. And like, that would make it interesting in terms of, you know, no question could province use a player like him. And I, I think you and I said this, we texted this, we ex- had the exact same thought. PC's never had a prospect like this if they were to get him. Um, like, like you think about, I compared him, the closest player is probably DeRozier's, but that's if you strapped a jetpack on DeRozier's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and seriously. then Chukwu had the length and everything like that, but he was a bit stiff and robotic. This guy is a really fluid athlete at this size. It's he's a unicorn. Yeah, for sure. We're not just yeah. saying, we're not just saying that because he visited Providence. Like I think yeah, you, are, you and I tend to be pretty objective with that stuff. Yeah, I mean you just watch the tape on the guy. And you're like, holy crap! Like <laughs> this guy's incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean that would make Providence a very dangerous team because not only. That's a final four squad right there. Yeah. I, I think you would have to – there would definitely be preseason top 25. And I know I was fighting for that regardless of what we did with the other big position. Uh, and here we are. A lot of people have them just outside, which I'm not going to say I told you that would happen, but, you know, classic media just wants to put PC down a, a step or two. And underrank them, but 
Um, so you know why it generates clicks. Oh yeah, for sure. There's certain there are certain media player uh, people who are uh, were bashing Providence, and now they're coming back to the Providence well because they realize the the 37 Georgetown fans aren't generating clicks and paying for their uh, salary. Yeah. So um, speaking of Georgetown, no news for them on anyone uh, since Ed's big uh, Easter splash. Um, when we Dickinson. When we last had that podcast, they haven't added anybody. I, no, no. There, that one kid asked that he who was a he was a three star, but he was a top one hundred and fifty player. He asked out of his LOI. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah so he's gone. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, who everyone was thinking w- w- would be uh, a landing spot, like Georgetown would be a landing spot for Hunter Dickinson. That doesn't appear to be the case with. Kansas, Nova, uh, and Kentucky all entering the chat there. So interesting thing to monitor here uh, over the summer. And, I mean, really the big thing is the portal deadline is kind of around the corner here. Yeah. Isn't it like the 14th or something like that? I don't know the answer to that, so I don't want to put false words out there. I'll give it a quick check. But, yeah, so – while yeah, you're doing, fan while to you're, have this. I, I got it. I got it. May 11th. Okay. So 10 days away. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, yeah. uh, we'll, be, we'll be nine days away. So, um, you know, for a team like Providence, that's essentially just looking around at the roster at this point with one more guy, maybe two more guys. Mm-hmm. Not a huge deal, but, you know, look, looking around at some of the other teams around the biggies, they, they got to make some portal moves soon uh, for their rosters. But, yeah, like like I said in that pod a month ago or whenever it was, that the team that he's building is being built for uh, two or three years from now. Uh, a lot of guys with multiple years of eligibility who have already transferred, so they'll be they'll be a contender in a couple of years. But I stand by what I said. I think the roster itself last year at Georgetown is ten times better than the roster that Georgetown's going to have this upcoming year. Woo! No, those are funny. Really. Yeah, look at where look at where everybody's landing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you got Primo Spears going off to FSU. Uh, uh, Murray went to Ole Miss. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, that team was talented. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't lack talent, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say there were. Wahab doing his uh, Van Wilder. He's at Penn State now. Yeah, he's really just sampling all the, uh, you know. All, all the teams in like the, the weird you know, DC, P- Pennsylvania, like that. Not not so much the DMV per se, but uh, but yeah, just sampling Maryland, you know, back to Georgetown. Um, but let's, let's uh let's talk about Clemens though. I don't want to overlook that. Oh yeah, sure. So I mean, go ahead. A lot of people were throwing out Horkler for him, uh, like in. I'm in the Twitter group chat with a bunch of Big East, you know, fellow Big East blogger people. And uh, they're like, oh, God, no, another Horkler coming to Providence. Uh, so, I mean, sophomore, he's played sparingly. I wouldn't say he's like, oh, this is just my opinion. Obviously, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, he's not like a Bryce Hopkins type ad, in my opinion. No, I think I think a realistic view for him would be 
next year. Like he seems like a guy who would be okay with coming off the bench, getting 20 minutes a game, which is still fantastic, right? He's going from getting six minutes to 20 minutes. So that's great. Um, but and averaging like eight to 10 points. I look at it, I, I said, or I did say Horkler to a certain extent, but I think Brady Mannix probably a better comp for him because Horkler was, everybody forgets this, but like maybe he wasn't the best like on man to man defense, but he was freaky athletic too. Like he had, he had, he was great at, he was great at offensive rebounding and he's quick to jump. Like he, there were a lot of things that he was very good at that I don't see with Clements. Um, but I, I see him more as like a manic guy who struggled from deep and is at least capable as a defender, at least tries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the only thing though, like when UNC got manic, manic produced at the college level for some time, you know? Well, I, I would say if Clements wasn't on Kansas, he probably would have produced. Yeah. Uh, he's, been, he's been banged up with injuries. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You wrote the article on him, not me. So. But you have to remember his freshman year, he was on a national championship team as a true freshman. Um, last year, he just had a couple injuries and just couldn't get into a rotation. Like, if you look at his ranking, um, writing the article, he was 50th in the composite in between. And this is pretty funny. Arthur Kaluma who was 49. Jordan Hawkins was 51. Um, ranked above players like Julian Reese, uh, Sochin from Baylor. Um, there was one other one that jumped out to me. Oh, Caravan, he was ranked above him too. So there's talent there. He just needs maybe a fresh start, which I think when you read the Kansas fan sentiments, it was a, we wish you the best of luck with a fresh start. Thank you for everything you did, which means probably like he just couldn't find his footing there. Yeah. You know, I I just want to throw out there though, like what kind of concerns me would be, the fact that what was like the one glaring issue with that Kansas team this year? Yeah, the yeah the front, front court. court size. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. I think that was injury related more than the the first year was him just being on a stacked Kansas team. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean that that would concern me. But you know, I don't know. I. I just feel like with a guy like Hopkins, like even though his numbers were low, like you could see from the tape that he had. And then like on top of that, this guy that you and I covered coming out of high school. So I'd watched plenty of tape and I just kind of, I don't know, I just feel like he was a guy that would be an instant contributor. Whereas Clements, I'm kind of like, I just don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, but I think you take a, you know me, I, I love recruiting. I think you take a chance on a guy that was a four-star top 75 player. Fair enough. Yeah. And if he turns out to be nothing more than 15 minute a game bench player who can score a few buckets off the bench and, you know, extends the D out a little bit, the big man away from the rim. I, I'm good with that too. Um. Yeah, for sure. It, it will be interesting. And then like the third guy, like, is there any Intel? Do you know? Um, I've only heard about the two folks. I don't know if there is one. Um, I know English mentioned a third guy. I don't know if necessarily maybe the third person wasn't revealed because they didn't show any interest. I don't know. I just know of those two guys. Again, I English is a dog on the trail, so there could, you know, we could be finished recording this and we'll find out that there's a visit the next day. Um, 
I do think we should know in, by by the end of this week, I would think, where, uh, especially with the, what you said, the 10th or the 11th, um, we should know by the end of this week where both of those guys stand. I think Cyril is a 2024 recruit. If we don't get him in this cycle, <laughs> I, I don't think we get him. I think he, wherever he ends up, he's going to be there for one year and then go to the league. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I guess some other news that, that occurred since last time we potted, uh, Charles pride, Bryant, um, province visited with him or he visited us or something, uh, zoom. And then he added like an unofficial visit on campus. Yeah. Uh, he ends up committing to St. Bonaventure and that's kind of interesting. Cause I, I, from the tea leaves, I was gathering BFC, he seemed like. Minnesota would be the spot for him. So what um, so what happened there, which was interesting, is there was another kind of combo guard that visited at the same time. And it's very similar to what's transpiring with Providence. Um that combo guard, I forget who it was, committed. So I think there might not have been any more room left at the end, so to speak. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny though, because Woj, Adrian Wojnowski, famous St. Bonaventure alum. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on a podcast talking about how, like, kind of the same talk that you and I were having, like, um, when Cooley left and, like, you know, was NIL the reason, blah, 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 um, that, that Woj was all about, like, we got to, like, seriously raise money and, like, we got to, like, like, show that we're serious here because, like, otherwise – you know, the at-large bids that we had gotten in the past, it's just not going to happen anymore. And then the, the next day they, they land uh, pride. So I, I wonder if Woj dropped the bag. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he dropped bombs, but, but maybe he was dropping the bag, BOC, for, for pride. Um, me, I have no qualms with us not getting – me personally, I, I just never really wanted him, to be honest with you. And that's not – Sour grapes. That's just kind of the truth. From from me, I've been been consistent with that. I mean, obviously, if if Reed's gone, you would certainly like another guard. But you know, I'm content with the guys that that, that we have now. Um, so no skin off my back that he's a Bonnie. Yeah, I think I think what he was looking for was a place where he could play 25, 30 minutes a game, and he wasn't going to get that at Providence. Um, and that's okay. I think, yeah. I think, again, English did a great job of even getting him on campus, and he tried to pull the Danny Hurley and said, hey, you know, we have a high-caliber team. Would you be content coming off the bench and playing 10, 15 minutes and contributing? And, you know, it's his last year in college. He may not want that. He may want the chance to be the leading two-guard for a St. Bonaventure team that can make the tournament. You just don't know. So, you know, no uh, no fault of his own. I think he his head's in the right place. Um, and, you know, all of Rhode Island will be watching him, hoping he does well there. Yeah, um, and I guess another news, Heron Armstrong, who kind of oh yeah fell off our radar. He ended up. I think I said on the last episode that he was kind of trending towards the pro route. He in fact is signed a deal with the NBL team in uh, in Australia slash New Zealand. Um, you know, I, I think for him, very interesting. I, you know, Graham could have Creighton was on his list, right? Us, Xavier, yeah. Creighton, Gonzaga, yeah. right? Yeah. You put, a, um, you put a Final Four out. He didn't choose any of the Final Four. <laughs> no, no. 
Uh, he ends up going pro. But it was kind of interesting because, like, the other teams were filling spot, like, backcourt spots, you know. Like, Providence retained uh, Pierre, got him out of the portal. Uh, Xavier recruited um, the Western Kentucky guard. Um, you know, Gonzaga got Nemhart. Um, really, Creighton was the only spot that probably needed him. But I mean, honestly, I, I don't blame the kid. Like, return home, don't have to go to school, make some money. Why not? I mean, it probably makes like the equivalent of like 500K a year, which is yeah. awesome. Um, maybe even more. I don't, I don't know. But um, that's the interesting dynamic with transfer portal stuff you have to be quick to the trigger on choosing a school just as much as the school is with you because if he made his decision a little bit earlier he might be playing in college next year um he waited a little bit too long and then he didn't really have any other options so i think tying it back to the business with the big men that's where that's where these two big guys i think english can say politely like hey we would love to have you. We'd love to have both of you, but we only have one spot remaining. So if you want to choose, you need to choose quickly before that spot gets filled up. Now, do I think if Cyril wanted to come here, would we find a way to make it work? Absolutely. <laughs> um, you don't say no to that. It, it would be shades of uh, who the heck what, was it? Rick Barnes and Tim Duncan or no, was it Pete Gillen and Tim Duncan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still can't get over that, that Tim Duncan was going to enroll here and, the school basically said you can't bring him in because we don't have a scholarship available. That's tough. Just like the Celtics were supposed to get Tim Duncan too. They're supposed to win that lottery. Uh, um, but imagine the trajectory of Providence College if they landed Tim Duncan. It, like it, the butterfly effect, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, imagine if the, the Celtics got Tim Duncan. Probably have one more title. To, uh, would Greg, Popovich, title would Greg Popovich be known as anything more than a prick coach instead of one of the best coaches? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's a great point. Um, by the way, I did some digging. Um, I don't know how reliable this is. Oh, the website is josecolorado.com. But uh, an article from 21 says that typically salaries are a lot lower in NBA, NBL, which I'm kind of surprised by. But like imports, so guys that are from the U.S. that go over, like cottons and stuff, around like 250k which nothing to sneeze at but i think the max is 500,000 so you, you're close but interesting i would i again i don't i'm not counting anybody's finances but i would think cotton's making much more than that i mean he probably has deals and stuff too yeah that's what i'm saying that's probably um, just calories. yeah i don't know how let's see i don't know how reliable jose colorado is or whatever the hell i'm saying <laughs> Um. Anyways, you got anything else? I mean, like, um, well, actually, the 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 um, you know, speaking of Kim English being on the recruiting trail, yeah, uh, we got twenty twenty five recruiting primer, our first one out there. Yep. Um. The got... one one thing that's really interesting with recruiting, and I'm going to tie it. I'm going to continue to tie it back to the big man that we're visiting, is. Cyril in his class, what did you say he was as a center ranked? Was he third or fourth, did you say? In the 2024? Yeah, third, third center. Third center. Okay, so the one above him is this guy, Derek Queen, who is from the DMV area. I believe he plays at Montverde or IMG, one of those two. So English is, it, it just, English is big game hunting. And right. Maryland was perceived favorite for Queen, who's 2024. I know we're talking 2025, but 
perceived favor for Maryland's perceived favor for Queen in 2024, but with the leaving of Tony Skin to George Mason, right? Yep. Um, now that recruitment's the door is a little bit more wide open. So you never know there. That would be a heck of an ad. Um, one of the things we're seeing in the 2024 class is a focus on big men, which I think is smart. You see the early offers in the 2025 class really reliant and uh, abundance of wing and guard offers. Um, a lot in the, and, and you know, I love this, in the New Jersey, the New York area, as well as in the DMV area. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I don't know what value is higher, like the, the amount of points Steph Curry has scored in, uh, in game seven or Kim English's offers because he's tossed them all over the place. Um, it's good, man. Like, again, I, I don't follow Cooley as much as I did when he was at Providence, but it seems like we're much more active than we ever were on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And kind of casting a wider net, too, if you will. Um, you know. Because one, I, of the, one of the things that nobody ever wanted to say out loud, like the quiet part out loud, is after the Reeves and Duke class, Cooley fell fat. Yeah fell flat on his face in high school recruiting. Yeah. And the transfer portal change saved his career for the most part. Because remember, he was very much on the hot seat, at, you know, leading up to that, the COVID year. And then the, the, the portal and the ability to land college transfers changed his approach and helped him. Um, that definitely was a net ad for him. So we'll see how successful he is on the high school uh, trail with Georgetown, but um, it just seems like we're much more involved with high school recruits than we previously were. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, s- some of the intriguing names. Uh, Ty Ann Anthony, yeah. son of Carmelo. Is he 24? 25. He's 25 too? Okay. Yeah. Um, that would be a funny ad. Uh, what, year, what year is Bryce James? Is he like 2026? Yeah, I think he's 26 or 27. 26. That sounds right. Get the banana, uh, get the banana boat crew together. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine? Um, but so you got him. We offered Cooper Flag, which I was pumped about. I think yeah, that, that was awesome. Chance. Zero chance he comes. But... Bryce James is 2025 for what it's oh. worth. Okay. Interesting. Throw that uh, offer out there. <laughs> yeah, why not? Him, if you're listening. Toss it out there. Um, but, um, you know, Cooper Flag, I don't think he'll come here. He'll probably be the best recruit of his class. He um, he will probably go to, like, Duke, if we're being honest with ourselves. Cooper Flag is the most locked player for Duke that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the combination. Who is a – who is that kid – like when we were in college or maybe that kid Kyle uh, Singler or something like that. Yeah. Like a combination of Ky- if Kyle Singler, JJ Reddick, and John <laughs> Shire had a love child. <laughs> um, maybe tossing like a Josh McRoberts too for yeah. the size. Cause this kid's pretty big. He's got handles too. He's nasty. Yeah. Um, let's see who, who else intrigued me. Um. I'm blanking now. Uh, um, you love the uh, Omar kid. 
Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, that'd be great for us, BLC. If, if you can get you no know, uh, Omar from Baltimore, like that that's just screams, great. That's like, just when great it starts content. going off, that, that screams Omar little gifts. There'll yeah. be something out to everyone. I'm at the king you best not miss. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, you know, that, that's definitely good. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely think Kim English is big game hunting, as you like to call it. And I think the new coach bump, right? I, I'm telling you, we're going to get a five-star soon. And I'm jacked up about that. Yeah, and the I completely agree with the new coach thing. I think that I think that whole rings true. But also, I think he's going to have a successful year. So if you layer those things on top of each other, it could have a snowball effect and it could, you know, raise, definitely raise the uh, floor and the ceiling for Providence. So right times are, I mean, exemplified by the fact that they sent out an email today about uh, just getting on the waiting list for season tickets. Yeah. I was going to have that as a shout out. Uh, yeah. There's a wait list now. How season. awesome is that? It's amazing. Um, I'm glad I locked in my three-year plan again. Uh so how about, so how about the 100 three more years in section 234 the 100 bucks non-refundable like what the hell is that i mean it's kind of classic like we've kind of seen that i know uh, i know that but what is it <laughs> you know just to get a chance uh yeah. you might get cool stuff i mean i do think you have to pay like for any pro wait list right i don't know i don't know i'm pretty sure you do and they give you like access to some stuff and like they'll let you know when the seat opens up. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's great to see. It just goes to show that, you know, Providence Hoops is in a really good spot and it's an attraction. It's the hottest ticket in the city of Providence. Um, you know, I, I saw a photo from, the Providence Bruins, uh, they're in the AHL turn, uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. I saw a photo from, from one of the local guys, one of the local news guys, and uh, the amp was pretty empty for that one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the corner is just completely empty. Uh, you, you had people all along the class, of course. Um, so why not? You probably pay for a 234 seat and just move up to the class since no one's there. Yeah. Um, but, no, it just goes to show. Um, that you know, people are passionate about college hoops in this area. Um, so kudos to Nap, kudos to English for uh, making that happen. Yeah, I think we have a lot to look forward to, and hopefully yeah. by the time hopefully by the time we record next, we have our roster solidified. Yeah, and on that topic, before we get out of here, just you know, BOC and I were talking. I think we will do shows throughout the summer. Last summer, we said not to, um, which believe what? me, I, I liked my summer break. But but I think what we'll end up doing, you know, we're trying to do weekly ones now. I, I think we had like, what, 10 days between this one now in uh, the last one. But um, try and get those out. But probably like during the summer months, the dog days of summer, looking at like one every other week, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. Unless there's flurry of activity which i don't know if we want that or not <laughs> yeah seriously um but i mean listen like with the portal closing like th- this is what i was talking about when when someone came at me from georgetown being like like you realize there's there's like nine months into the season 
Yeah, I do. Or eight months until the season. Yeah, I do. Do you realize that that the portal closes in May, and uh, a lot of these guys will have homes by then? <laughs> so, so that's coming quick. So, definitely something to monitor here in the in the next couple of weeks. But oh, absolutely. Anything else, BOC? Nah, man. All right. Until next time, Firetown. We'll see you later. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way up on the hoop, eh? Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, eh? Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, eh? Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, eh? I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might throw the LEU. But they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah.